Hello and welcome to Cumber Baptist Church Podcast. The following is taken from our morning service, Sunday 29th of December, 2019. This morning we are joined by John Murray, who brings us a message entitled, The Games of Life. I just showed the front row to Joel and he did not look well pleased. He was hoping to get back to his mummy there. So you know, I've been thinking about what to say as we come together this morning um, for quite some time now. And you know, it's a very interesting time of the year right now between Christmas Day and New Year's Day. And it can be described as a bit of no man's land where the house coat gets worn more than anything else. And we tend to be either filled up to here with turkey or filled up to here with chocolate. But you know, I want to go through this morning the story of Jesus Christ And I want to involve the boys and girls because we've kept them out of junior church this morning. So I want to go through something with them. I want to get them involved in the service. And I also want to go through the story of Jesus Christ. And in order to do this this morning, I want to go through a series of things that I love to do at this time of year. Now, the weather is never that good at this time of year. So our activities tend to be inside the house. Can anybody say something that they love to do at this time of year inside the house. Any hands up? Big people and little people? Kathleen? A jigsaw. That's an excellent one. And I know a few people who are really keen on jigsaws, Mr. Joel included. Is there anything else that we enjoy at this time of year inside the house? Reading? Say again, sir? Colouring in, yes. And reading? Well, there's one thing that the Murrays love to do all through the year, on holiday included, but particularly at this time of year, and it's to get together as a family, and it's to play board games. And I don't know about you, but for me, the best board games are the ones that have been around for years and years and years, and they keep coming out with new board games, and they just don't seem to measure up to what we've had in the past. So the first board game that we're going to talk about this morning is a board game that is based around words. Now, does anyone want to have a guess as to what the first board game is going to be that's based around words? Guess who? who? No. You've just given that one away because you got that for me this morning, didn't you? (laughs) Keep that answer for later on, cheeky face, okay? It's a board game that's based around words. John? Scrabble. Scrabble. The very game. I'm just going to come over here and I'm going to get... As you can see, this one has seen some action over the years, this board game of Scrabble. Does anybody know how you start the board game of Scrabble? There's a bag of letters and you have to do something before you start. Yep. You don't do that at the start. Excellent. For those of you who didn't hear that, you get one letter out of the bag and the closest person to the letter A gets to start first. And it's a major, major advantage whenever you get to start first in the game of Scrabble because you've got a free board and you get double points whenever you get to go first. So it's hugely important, especially when you're playing against my wife, to get the first go. And what I want to do this morning is I want to pit the boys 
and the girls against the adults. And we're going to come up on the screen now with the first seven letters. Okay? So the first seven letters are here. So we've got T-R-A-E-R-O and C. Okay? So I'm going to be asking you to think up of the largest word that you can create from those letters. Okay? So we'll maybe go for the boys and girls first. What's the largest word that you can create from this one? Yeah. Say again. Tracer. Tracer. Okay, so T-R-A-C-E-R. Six-letter word. Very, very good. Any of the, the older ones think of a, a, a longer letter? I'm not, not asking Laura. Yvonne? Excellent. Next slide, please, Henry. Creator. Who is the creator of everything around us? There's a question for you. God. God is the creator of the universe and everything in it. In fact, we read in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, it says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Absolutely amazing that there was nothing And through words being spoken by God, everything that we see around us is here now. Now we've got the next set of letters that we're going to see if the boys and girls can beat the six. That will be very, very difficult. So we've got S, F, J, U, E, S, and A. Difficult letters this time. But we've got an eight-pointer in the J and a four-pointer in the F there. We've had a blank, have we? We've had a blank. Any of the older ones? Well, what you would have to do is you would have to go for a three letter. You'd have to use S, E, and A and just go for C and then move on and get new letters. That's a difficult one. And I'm actually going to break the rules of Scrabble now because I want Henry to put up the next slide. That's the word that I want to put up next, okay? Because a lot of people, when they think of creator, they think of God, and they think in particular of God the Father. But I want to say to you this morning that it was actually God the Son who created everything around us. And God the Son came to earth as Jesus Christ. I want to read to you from John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, and it says this, In the beginning was the word... And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So you see, in summary of this first game, The heavens and the earth was created by God the Son, who would one day come to this earth as a baby. And just now we're going to move on now, and we're going to discover what the next game is and what it can tell us this morning, okay? So I'm going to give you a clue, and I want you to guess what the next game is. So the next game is a game whereby you have the figure of a man, and there's things in the man that shouldn't be there. And the task of the game is to get those out. Does anybody know the, the name of that game? Yes, John? 
operation. Absolutely brilliant. Now, there's only one man in this place that I want to do this demonstration with, and it's Caleb. Okay, come on up, Caleb. Now, I know that he's my son, but there's never been a cheekier face than this. Okay? Now, unfortunately, this morning, I don't have the real board game with me, so I've had to make something up, okay? So I'm going to look for one of the adult volunteers to come up. Okay? <laughs> if you want to hold that for me. Let me just check. Now, do you want... You want forwards or do you want it in reverse? You don't mind? Okay. So who do you want to come up and uh, join in this game? Don't know. Just pick somebody. <laughs> I am, of course, only joking. <laughs> I do have the real board game with me, so everybody can just relax. Nobody's going to get drilled and no one's going to get sawed. So here it is. Here is the board game of operation. I'm just going to get Caleb to set that on the ground and open it up and then he can start to take some of the pieces out using the little tweezers that you get. Everyone listen out for the buzzing noise. Oh, it's not even on. That's why there's no buzzing noise. Heard one buzzing noise there? Oh, definitely don't have a surgeon on our hands. Well done. Everybody give them a round of applause. Okay, you go and sit up again. So the game of operation, as most of us know, it's all based around trying to remove objects out of someone that shouldn't actually be there. And I know that there are people going for operations all the time in this earth to remove things or to fix things that shouldn't be there. And I want to use this game to talk about something that we all have inside of us that shouldn't be there as well. Does anyone want to guess what that thing is that I'm talking about? Sin. Absolutely. So let's now look at the point in time that sin entered into our world and then look at how it affects everyone that has ever lived since the time of Adam and Eve. So we read in Genesis and chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. And it says this, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate too. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. You know, in Genesis chapter 3, we continue to read about how God deals with Satan, with Adam, and with Eve. He tells them about the hardships that they will now face because of their disobedience, because of sin 
entering into their lives. Among other things, he tells Adam that he will have to painfully toil through his workday to try and grow food for himself and provide for his family. He tells Eve that she will have agony during childbirth, something that exists even to this day, as I've witnessed with my very own eyes. But the most significant thing in this chapter is that chapter 3 in Genesis, whenever sin enters into the world, we realize that it separates man and woman from God. Sin has now entered into Adam and Eve's lives, meaning that they are separate from him. And it has meant that ever since then, every single child that has ever been born with an earthly mother and an earthly father has been born with sin. Just like the game that Caleb has just played, we have all been born with something in our hearts, something in our souls that shouldn't actually be there. Unlike the game of operation, we can't just reach in. In fact, there's no surgeon in the world that can reach in and remove sin from your body. There's only one person who can do that. And just now we're going to move on to our next game and we'll figure out who that is. So the clue for the next game is this. You can play up to four players and each player has four pieces. Okay. Normally the board game that we have here, there's a little bubble in the middle that holds a dice. And if you push the bubble, then you get your number of spaces you can move. Does anyone know the game that I'm talking about? Ludo? Absolutely. You know, as I was searching for a game to demonstrate this next point, Ludo was not on my mind at all, okay? But you know what? In the U.S., Ludo is actually called something different. Does anybody know what the board game is called in the U.S. that we play Ludo here? Really? Frustration? No, it's not that. I think that might be a variation on it, but the, the answer that I'm actually looking for, the U.S. guys, they, they call the board game Sorry. That's what they call it. That's up here. So you can buy it on Amazon if you want to buy the game afterwards, Okay. And how that's significant during this game is, you know whenever you move in Ludo, there's only one space for your character. And the idea is that if somebody comes and lands in your space, they send you back to the start, don't they? So in the US, that's been built around the concept of whenever you, whenever you land on somebody, you have to very insincerely say, I'm sorry about that, but you're, getting, you're going to get sent back to the start. Okay, so that, that's the whole concept behind that game. And you know, whenever I think about our previous game of operation, and I think about the effects that sin has in our lives, I was searching for a, a game to speak about the next, next, next aspect. And the next aspect is, how are we going to deal with our sin? It's the question that sin forces us into. You see, because we're all born with sin, the Bible teaches us that God cannot welcome anyone into the kingdom of heaven that has sin in their hearts. The Bible teaches us that we need to deal with our sin before we can reach the kingdom of God. You see, the game of Ludo or the game of sorry, it's all about starting at one point of the board and ending up at home. Isn't that right? And I want you to think about that as we go through this. So I'm going to read 
from John chapter 14. And we want to read what Jesus says to comfort his disciples. And he says this. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you there to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And you know, this verse tells us a couple of things that links us back to the game we've just been thinking about, this game of sorry. Firstly, in the game of sorry, your main aim is to get home. And home for us this morning, you might be thinking about your earthly homes. But I want to ask you instead to think about your eternal home. We need to be thinking about our eternal home this morning. And our eternal home is going to be one of two places. One is going to be heaven, but the other is the one that no one likes to talk about, which is hell. There's nowhere in between. As you sit here this morning, you have one of two eternal homes to look forward to. It's either heaven or it's hell. That's the destination for the game or the life that we are all in. And this verse explains that Jesus has gone to prepare rooms for those who will put their trust in him. He is actually in heaven right now, having lived on earth, having died on a cross, rose again, and that's where he went. Isn't that incredible? There's something even more incredible. though. You know in the game, the way if someone lands on your spot and sends you right back to the start and says, I'm really sorry for that, without meaning it at all. Well, with Jesus, this is what happens. If we are the ones that start by saying sorry, if we're the ones that start by saying that we're sorry for the sin that each one of us has in our heart, then he actually takes our place and he assures us a place in home, in God's home, in heaven. I want to ask you all this morning, where do you want your eternal home to be? That is the biggest decision that you will make, not only in 2019, not only in 2020, but in your whole lives, that is the biggest decision that you will ever have to make. And now we're going to go and move on to our next game. So there's just two more left, and this one will require us all to play. And I want to ask a couple of people to come up and to help me with this game, okay? Now, Emily, what game did you go and get for me this morning? You answered it earlier on. It's, you and I love to play it. What is it? Guess Who, okay? Now, Emily and I have been playing lots of Guess Who, so she knows exactly what to do, okay? So I'm going to bring you over to this side. Okay, and you've got new shoes on, so we'll just set you up there. You'll be fine, okay? And then, which brother do you want to play against? Caleb. Caleb, okay, Caleb. Now, this guy never normally stands still for too long, okay? So what I want, you to, uh, what I, what I want you to do for me is I want everybody who's able to stand up. Have you ever been involved in a real live game of Guess Who? Well, you, you can say yes now, Kathleen, because you're involved 
in a real life size game of Guess Who, okay? And I think everybody maybe has played this before. And Emily is going to now whisper to me somebody in this half of the room. And then I'm going to go over and Caleb is going to whisper here. And through a series of questions, everybody has to sit down and then we'll see who wins, okay? So who do you think we're going to do for this one now? Let me just get this away. So you have to pick somebody over here and then. Okay, I've got both of them. Okay, so what is the best question to ask your brother at the start of this game? What's the one that gets the most people sitting down? Boy or girl? Is it a boy? Okay, so if you're a boy, then you can sit down. Okay. Caleb, would you like to ask the same question? Is it a boy or a girl? It's a girl, so all the boys can sit down again. All the ladies keep, keep standing. Okay, so let's come over here. They are wearing a hat. Okay, so if you're not wearing a hat, if you can sit down. So we should only have the people standing here wearing a hat. Good. Do you want to ask this Is yours wearing a hat? No. Okay, so if you're wearing a hat, you can sit down on this side. Oh, things are starting to get serious now. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, and we've got three at this side. Okay. So, Caleb, you asked your question this, this, this one first. Go ahead. So you look over here and you ask a question. Do you know what I think you should ask? <laughs> oh, are, are they wearing glasses? Yes. yes. Okay, so if you're not wearing glasses, you sit down. And we're going to ask the same question, I think, aren't we? So are they wearing glasses? Okay, so if you're not wearing glasses, then you sit down. Okay. Now, Emily's go to ask first, okay? So we've got two here. So there's one wearing a scarf and one not. So what do you have wearing a scarf? Are they wearing a scarf? No. Okay, so if you're wearing a, squar- a scarf, you sit down. Okay. So we can't guess just yet. Okay. And over here, let's think of a good question. Let's think. Okay. Let's go for. Is yours got red on? Yes, there's red on the collar. Okay. So, Yvonne and Valerie, if you sit down. That's it. Now, Emily, you get the guess. Is this the right answer? Caleb? Winners. And on this side, it was Kathleen, okay? On this side, it was Kathleen with her red T-shirt. Well, thank you very much. Okay. You know, whenever I think of the game, Guess Who, that we've just played, I'm reminded about how different everybody looks and how different everybody actually is from one another. Even us who are here this morning, some of us are from even the same families, but we can be told apart Because God has created each one of us 
absolutely uniquely. And I'm going to read a couple of passages um, to look at this. So we're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 1, first of all, and verses 4 and 5. And it says this, The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Later in Jeremiah, in chapter 29 and verse 11, it says this. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You see, God knows each and every person that's sitting in this church this morning and in fact is throughout the world today because the Bible tells us that he knows personally the plans that he has for each one of us. No matter what you look like this morning, no matter if you're a boy, a girl, a man or a woman, no matter if you've got black skin or white skin or something in between, God has a plan for you. And please be assured this morning that God loves you. He loves you more than you could ever know or ever understand. So just before we get to our final game of this morning, we're just going to go through and recap on our message so far for the boys and girls. The game of Scrabble has reminded us this morning of where it all started. It started with our creator, the Lord Jesus Christ. The game of operation that we looked at tells us that something is inside of us that shouldn't be there, a thing called sin. We then looked at the game of sorry, and that reminds us that the Lord Jesus Christ is willing to take our place and give us the destination, the home destination of heaven, if only we say sorry for the sin that we have in our lives. And just now, we looked at the game of guess who. It reminds us that God's gift of salvation is for absolutely everybody because he created everyone and he has loved everyone since before they were even formed in their mother's womb. So let's move on now to our final game this morning. And I want to leave you with a final thought and a bit of a challenge just as we draw our meeting to a close. Our final game that we're going to look at, and if you can guess what it is, it's a mimic of everyday life. You have to move a character around a board, you collect pay, and you have to pay your way in life. Monopoly, absolutely. It's, of course, the game of Monopoly. You know, there's a TV advertisement at the moment, and it goes something like this. It's a comedian who's saying on a... On a I think it's a Building Society advert. She says, I can't play Monopoly because it hits too close to home. No, seriously, I go around London going, I can't afford this, I can't afford that, I've got no money in the bank, and I can only dream of winning £40 in second place in a beauty contest. And, you know, I'm sure it sounds familiar to you. It certainly sounds familiar to me, and you can draw comparisons. Monopoly is a game that requires you to go around the board of life, pay rent, collect your wage, give people money for their birthday, all of these things, and you might even have to pay a visit to jail every once in a while too. And there are many ways this morning 
that I could use this particular board game to challenge us all as we draw to a close. But I want, you to, want to bring to you this morning one of the things that is part of the game of Monopoly. There are two cards in Monopoly. Does anyone know what the cards are called? I struggled with guessing what one of them is called, but I knew the other. Community chest and chance, absolutely. And it's the chance card that I want to draw your attention to as we draw to a close. The chance card is exactly as it sounds. Picking up one of the chance cards is exactly that. It's a risk. It can either be a really good thing or it can be a really bad thing. And I want to ask you all this morning, as you've listened to this message, are you willing to take a chance this morning in not saying sorry to the Lord Jesus Christ for your sins? We read in James chapter 4, verses 13 to 17, it says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. And you know, as we draw 2019 to a close, and as we look forward to 2020, are you willing to sit here this morning, going through life, pretending to know, or expecting that you know what tomorrow will bring? We've just read from the holy book that you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Or are you going to realize that you need to say, I'm sorry, to the one who created the heaven and the earth, the one who came to earth as a baby, the one who lived a sinless life and died on a cross to take your place and offer you eternal life in the home of the Lord Jesus Christ with our heavenly Father in heaven. Just now, I'm going to ask the boys and girls to come up again and to help me with our final song. And it's a song, again, that the boys and girls have been practicing, and it's called Mighty to Save. We're going to stand with the music and sing together, and when we finish singing, Pastor Morrison is going to come up and draw our meeting to a close. Thank you.